We'll be following Willie Moore and Moore. Back in the NRL. There's Willie Mays. That's forgotten how big Willie actually is. Perhaps the presence of Willie and the Panthers looking at his imposing frame. I'm a 25 minute man. Plus. Oh, you got skills, son. Uppercut right hand by Big Willie. Two fancy for you. Welcome to episode number 19 of The Take with Willie Mason. Hello, William. What's going on, Bernie? You good? Do you know what I just worked out? What? Episode 9, it's COVID-19. This is a coronavirus oh, episode. Oh, I hope no. this goes all right. The, you sec- look sick. the second thing is coming. Oh, the second wave's coming thanks to Melbourne. Maybe you've started it. <laughs> Starting here. If you're from Melbourne, I'm sorry. Just stay in Melbourne. Or you're going to get Victoria. arrested. Thank You'll you. get arrested. Imagine being forced to stay in Melbourne for six weeks. Even our boys like PK, you know, PK and FK, all our guys, they're just, they're miserable. Miserable. I'd obviously be miserable the weather too. doesn't help down there. It has been miserable. It's winter. Like, fuck, you just want to get up to Cairns or somewhere in Queensland, but dun dum. Queensland's banned them. I'll <laughs> tell you who else has been banned. Adam Fanua Blake has yeah. got himself in a bit of mischief. He has last weekend come out and given his thoughts on the refereeing performance in the yeah. game against the Knights. He used language which has been – well, they've decided it is contrary to the game's conduct clauses, which is fine. Um, he's been suspended. He was also then charged with using another derogatory term as he worked up, walked up the, okay. the passage, but he's been clear to that one. I think that – the game had to act given the impact it could have had on a certain member of the community. Yep. Tell me about microphones on the field. Yeah, I'll, I'll just I'll sort of like regress a little bit and just and just remind people what sort of what sort of game rugby league is. It's highly highly emotional, and it's physical. You put everything into that eighty minute effort, and then when something like that goes bad. In the, in the last 10 seconds or the, or the play of the match when you're fighting that whole 80 minutes to get that win or just to be, just to be in the lead or anything like that and it goes against you, like you don't know how people are going to react. You don't know. Like Adam Blake, he's a really subdued kid who's chilled out. He is not that sort of dude 24-7. So please stop it with the narrative that he's this sort of thug. He's not that sort of guy. Emotions get really high and emotions got the better of him at that stage. I'm not content, and and you say some crazy shit when you're out there. I'm 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 guilty of it. Not saying those exact words, but like blowing up, like not and not directed at. I mean, it was directed at the ref, but I'd never see that. I'd never like let the ref know that it was directed at. It wouldn't be in his face or anything like that. But he got his emotions got the best of him. He said the wrong wrong words to the ref. And he's paying the price. He said he said sorry, and he's sincere about it because he just didn't know the repercussions of this this whole of that one word. You know what I mean? It's affected a whole community. And I think if if people can realize, and players can realize what sort of effect they do have on communities like like that, then this will never ever happen again. Do you, you know what I mean? It's there a is good a, learning there, there is a silver yeah. lining to this, and the NRL has acted accordingly. And just leave it because I swear to God, there will be never, there, there, that word will never be said again. But I just don't think players will approach referees like they used to because well, what happens, they, they, players come up to referees with some real anger and they, they, and, and you shouldn't talk to the referees like that. And he, honestly, he would take all these words back. Even Jake Trebojevich got sent off, you know, like you got to say, you only have to say fuck off to the ref or anything like that. You're sent. Well, interestingly, Will, you a couple of years ago when you were playing for Newcastle, I think it was, they mic'd you up for a game. It's got about a billion hits on YouTube. You, I mean, other than bagging the St. George Ford pack, um, you're, I don't know if they edited it all out, but you came across as if you were being, it was all banter, you know what I mean? Lighthearted banter during the game. Now, you obviously agreed to be microphoned. So at that stage, which is what, 2014, 2014 maybe? Yeah. yeah. So in those days, were you worried that things that you were going to say then were going to be transmitted to an audience or did you feel confident that they would edit out any Com- bad stuff? Yeah. I'm very, I was very wary of it and we had it like, because they wanted to do it for so many, so many years 
and I was I, and I know what I was I, I know what I'm like on the field. I have have a lot of fun, but it's never ever like demeaning or anything like that. But I do say some shit on the field in the heat of the moment. I get really really emotional as well and pumped up. Some of the and that's what I was worried about. If I do get like that in in my twenties, I was like that. I would never get mic'd up. Yeah. Obviously, in the later part of my career, a little bit more subdued, a little bit more fun, you know, like that. And I was very wary of it. But Fox Sports, um, like they were very adamant. They're going, look, anything you say that's you know derogatory or anything like, that, it's all going to get edited. Did they give you the chance to listen to it and say what you wanted? I, or oh, no, but I trusted them. You know, yeah. like I, I did. I've done a lot of uh, work with Fox Sports at that at that time, and they and they and they're good people. And I don't think it'd be good for the game. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. it's not good for the game if if they actually put out what I said clearly. I mean, like I swear a lot. You, you know swear I mean? on the show. It's I swear not like on the a, show. I swear it's just nonchalant. It's not. It's not really, really hard hitting swearing, c words, and all that kind of stuff. I don't say that, but like fucking all that kind of stuff, shit, whatever. I just think that's part of an Aussie slang. That's how people talk. It's not. It's 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 not really. It's just part of our vote. It's like a verb. Do you know what I mean? It it's actually is like, a verb. But in other in other in other cultures and other countries, it's like it's a it's a really bad thing to say. So, I think that's I think they knew what I was like, and you know that, that I think that um, mic'd up game was was perfect. Really, were you one of the you first? Know? I can't remember. Oh no, they had some other people. They were boring as hell. You yeah, know? and I think a lot of people were really really conscious of the fact that they were mic'd up. But going back to your question, do we have too much exposure? Too much exposure, and the microphones are too much. The referees have microphones. Is it too much for is it too much for the people at home? And I'm like, I sit here and I go, Well, when I first started playing, you know, in the two thousand early two thousands, I'm like, no one heard what you what was said. Nobody had access to us bef- in our warm up after the game. There was none of that. So I got I was privy to that and that's what I was bought that's what I got brought into. Mm. So I'm like so my old school sort of like mentality is like, oh, no, it should be like, no, it should, whatever stays on the field, you know, whatever happens on the field stays on the field. And then I'm like, it's 2020, like the game, Channel 9, Fox Sports, all these people, they're paying us, you know, over a billion dollars. Like the game is big. They want exposure. They want access 24-7. It happens. This is 2020 and, and we need to get with the program. You know yeah, what I mean? Like I it's, it's just uh, – and, I, and, and, I, and this is from a bloke who – who played in that era and got exposed to that. And I'm thinking, no, it's, I want to be old school and they should never, it should be privy and all that stuff into the dressing sheds. But I just can't. I can't because I'm just going to, I evolve with the times and I, I understand like young kids. No, and then I just think of me as a 15 year old man. I was like, damn, Michael Jordan, Bradley Clyde, all these idols that I love. Wish I could see, I wish I could hear him talk. I wish, I wish I knew what he was saying, you know, on the court. Do you know what I mean? Like now you're hearing LeBron James, you know what he's saying on the court. And these, so these people get so much access and they sit at home and they feel like they're part of every single thing that they do. And that's what they're selling. Yeah, that's what for these, sure. these big conglomerates are selling. And people need to understand that. Players need to understand that it's a business and they're going to give you so much, ex- so much exposure. You just got to act accordingly. Don't say the wrong thing. Aiden Fennell Blake is a good kid. In some great form, he said the wrong thing, and he's so sorry. But every, every, I think this is a learning curve for everybody in the NRL or even every any other sports in Australia. You just you just can't say anything disrespectful to the referee, and 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 especially that name. I think if you look if you look at the game itself, now the game itself at the end of the game, they do these interviews and blokes are trained with media training yeah. to, to say nothing, you know, it's yeah. all full credit to the boys and we're, yeah, you know, we're, just, think, well, we're just dug we're deep. just thinking one week at a time, you know, all of that. And people watch that and they go, oh, honestly, they're reaching for the pyjamas. Yeah. So when you've got a situation where you can see blokes in their, like animals in their natural habitat, it's like going to a zoo, yeah. you know, watching the monkeys eat their own shit. Yeah. It's just, it's exciting and it's something that the broadcasters want. The word that he said gets thrown around in in different sort of different terms at training and in banter, but it just I, I honestly feel in my heart of hearts that they they you don't mean it like that. And I, I and I my heart goes out to 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 that to that community and I, I, I swear a lot of the players would never ever say that in a derogatory matter or mean meaning to do that. It's just 
It's a hard thing to stand on. And you've got to understand what sort of world and society we live in. It's so PC. You've got so many issues going on in the world, all around the world at the moment. Everyone is so sensitive. It's a cancel culture right now. They're going to jump on everything that you do. So just be mindful, players. And anybody in society, you just can't offend anybody. And don't offend everyone. Everyone's got their own right to be their own, to be themselves. And everyone's a human being. So everyone just get along. And I'm just going back, Fanua Blake never meant any harm to, to that community. So I think we can just learn from this. This is a learning curve for everybody because I know everybody is so passionate about when they're on the field and they just, they'll bite their tongue next time because you don't want to be suspended for two to three weeks, three to four weeks. I'm not sure what's going to be handed down, but you don't want to let your teammates down because you lost your, your you let your emotions get the better of you. <laughs> I'll tell you what I love, Will, about rugby league. What's that? Protracted contract negotiations. Mm. It's my favourite thing. Watching yeah. blokes playing clubs off one another. It's fantastic. It's great. It's not. I mean, I, I like it because I love I love these young kids that are in a power position. You know, uh, it makes they, me sick. Watching I like it. it because the club will, if you put the foot shoe on the other foot, it is totally opposite. And now I love seeing guys like Fafita and even like Cherry Evans in his scene. Like, they're in control. Do you know what I mean? They're in control. And, and a lot of the times we're not in control because the club wants to get rid of that person and they want to put another person in there. So many politics and bullshit that the actual people don't see. Now you see a kid like David Fafita in a power position. Well, the interesting thing is it. they reckon that the thing that's been – Causing the delay in the Fafita decision is that he has a rela- he has a management agreement with a bloke. Who is it? Uh, Steve Deacon. Steve Deacon. Now he doesn't like Steve Deacon. Is he mates of Isaac Moses? Well, someone's in his ear. They reckon. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised if it's Isaac Moses. But anyway, he doesn't want to sign anything more than a one year deal because his management agreement finishes. Yeah. So what he's come up with. And this is a terrific deal for David Fafita. The Titans have offered him $26 billion. Mm. He wants to play for the Titans for a year. 1.1 mil they offered him a year, wasn't it? Yeah. Whereas South offered him 1.2. He just wanted to live in Sydney. But then he wants to go back to the Broncos. Now, if I'm the Titans, I'm going, stick that up your ass. If I'm the Broncos, I'm going, stick that up your ass. Apparently, he's come back today after backflipping and he's done it. Apparently, he's staying with the Broncos now Mm. for much less money. Why, A, why does it take this long for a decision to be made? Is it because the media start talking about all this stuff earlier? And B, why would a bloke take four or 500 grand less? I can see from both sides. Like the clubs are getting pissed off, managers doing this, a lot of media build it up. He's the next big thing. You know, he's the kid's going to be a superstar. Um, money starts getting tossed around that people aren't really that accurate on. You know what I mean? Um, they just uh, throw up these big numbers. And I can understand from where he's coming from. He wants to look after his family. He's got, you know, he's, he's Polynesian. He's a, he's a brother and family comes first. He wants, to, he wants to secure the bag to say, you know what I mean? Like he, he wants that. And thinking of a football point of view, and then you see, like, the Titans are going, oh, my God, he should sign with us. He's reneged. And then the Broncos going, why are you leaving? You're not in a position to dictate, to tell this kid what to do because he's the most sought-after person, player in the game at the moment. He's the next big thing. I can honestly say that. He does everything right on the field and off the field. He had a little bit of a discrepancy in Bali. But everything else, he's... He's primed. He's captain material. He'll play for Australia soon. He's uh, maroon great. He's got all these attributes already. He's gonna. He's gonna. He's, I, I'm so confident in in his ability. And now, I, I think about why would he lose about that? Why would he think about losing that much money? At this age, 19 years old, he's probably got three big contracts in him. Yeah. And this first one. It's all about probably buying his, his, his mum a house. It's probably about doing everything right to his family and everything like that because it means more than money, all that kind of stuff. And Tell playing me. for the Broncos and playing with his brothers like Payne Haas and Tavita Pangai Jr., Lodge, all those guys, man, they're, built, they're building something. Regardless of how bad they are going right now, 
that's a brotherhood right there. They do. They got. They got such a big and strong relationship. And I think he's like, you know what? I'll sign three years at the Broncos, and because Payne Haas and everyone, they're all going to be around around him. And he's probably going. If I go to the Titans, who's going to help me? I, I just, don't have Payne Haas. I don't have Lodge. I don't have Pangai Junior. They don't. They can't help him. He's going to go to the Titans and go. Oh my God, where's my help? Well, the problem the Titans have got is that, and I think it's changing. I think that the Titans are building a reasonable roster. I think that their their coach Who is they doing a good job. Year? Well, I think that was their big thing. I, I think from the Titans' perspective, I'm pissed off. If I can't sign a bloke yeah. on $26 squillion, if he knocks me back, and I'm literally four to 500 grand more I don't than think, the other I, club. I think the Bronx would have come with about 900. Well, I honestly think I think about 900. Where are they they're trying to get from? rid of they're trying to get rid of a lot of players. I mean, there's some big there's some big time players on there on a lot of cash and they will get rid of him. Mm. I swear because I don't he's not cutting a loss where you think of 400,000 400,000 a year. It's not happening. Like he's gone that cuz you'd be stupid to sort of go, oh, I'll make that up later cuz you, you never will. You don't know with injuries and injuries all this kind of stuff, you know. There's a lot of you know, there's there's a lot of things that go into it to a long to a long a long career and a successful career. You know, but like Broncos would have come to the party, man. They would have come to about at least nine fifty. Well, but I mean, then you start thinking about who they're going to lose in the salary cap. And I, I think with the Titans, if I who would you so who would you get rid of in the Broncos right now, other than Seabolt? Uh, well, Seabolt. I mean, <laughs> he's, he's not, not on the, the salary cap. But <laughs> he'd be the first bloke, but. I mean, I think what, Boyd's. This is Boyd's last year, right? Yeah. So Darius Boyd, I think, but he'll he's be still on the up. books next year. Is he? Yes. They. He said he's going to retire at the end of this year. But he's got two. But he's more got years. another year. Oh, so really? I'm not sure how that works. And this is where a lot of salary caps get fucked up. You know, he'll be on the coaching system or something to do with the club because you're not just going to pay a kid, pay a bloke, you know, seven hundred, eight hundred thousand, whatever um, Darius is on. And sort of go, all right, just right into the sunset, you're you're fine. He's gonna be as he's gonna have some sort of you know, some sort of role at the club. But I think like, if I'm the Titans, what I'm doing is I'm I'm not looking for the superstars because superstars go there to destroy their careers. If you look Tyrone Peachy was playing Origin, now he can't, you know. There's so many players. Bryce Cartwright was supposed to be a genius. He's gone, you know, where he can't get a start. They're playing him in the centers this week. Mm. I think what they need to do is they need to get young mid-tier players, kids, like a perfect example would be Nat Butcher from the Roosters. Like if he was playing 80 minutes every week, he's, he, he could be anything, Nat Butcher, but he's in the – he's in the he's a workhorse and he would be yeah, a I terrific buyer. You you're not going to get the top-tier players. And that's where recruitment comes in. And obviously like with David Fair, he's, he's an anomaly. He's a different sort of beast. But there's so many good players that are out there or even off contract that are like – you know, if you put the right coach and you put the right people around them, they could be rep players. Do you know what I mean? Like they, they could be. And you just need to really – that's why these that's why these recruitments, recruitment officers and general managers, that's their job. I don't understand with some teams that are just so fucking bad at recruitment. Like you can see the next – the juniors. You know, how many times do you have a five-year plan? How many five-year plans do you want? Five. Do you know what I mean? You want twenty-five year plans? Like it's just like you need to like put your money into and, and invest in development and the juniors and like they had David Fafita in the juniors and they had Payne Haas. They had him. They had him in their in their little bubble or, or their little catchment and they could have thrown money at them at a young age and that would have got them when you're fifteen. You know what I mean? Like because it's free game. Yeah, you could see. Right. I think Payne Haas is that size when he's fifteen. I'm like, give him a hundred grand, two hundred grand. I don't give a shit what it is. Give him that money. South just did it, was going off off topic. Joseph Sawali, yeah. you just give that kid 500000 600000 because you know he's going to be a freak. You know he's going to be the next big thing. They're putting all that eggs into one basket. That's what the Roosters the Titans, do. The, they get the Titans, young kids yes, and they – Yes, yeah. the Titans should do that and they have to do that. They're that sort of club where no one really wants to play for you guys. Yeah. There's no real – what's the catch? Oh, you've got really good facilities. You live on the Gold Coast. Oh, well, I live in Brisbane. It's a fucking 45-minute drive. Mm. It's not that big for, for David Fafita. He's got all these boys. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's a big thing. At that age when you've got these young up-and-coming kids like, like, Payne, like Payne Haas and, and uh, Pangai Jr. and Lodge, they're really tight. People don't understand that. And you, you will cop a loss 
in that first contract because he knows that second contract and that second contract was going to be even bigger probably with the salary cap and how the game's going, how it's growing. I don't know how it goes with third-party deals, but if I'm Anthony Seabold and I'm earning whatever he's earning up there, I'd be like, I will give you 25% of my salary to stay at the club because if David Fafita leaves, yeah. it's pretty much the end of Seabold's career because if he can't retain yeah. a player of that stature and he can't win football games, what's left? Yeah, nothing. So, yeah. No, I think it's, it's hard. I mean, the whole Broncos system at the moment is really, really wrong. Whatever Whatever's going on there, it's like, I seen last week, like there was like a lot. Like, no, no, two weeks prior, it's like oh they they don't really care. Like they're laughing after the game. They're doing this. They don't really. They looks like they don't care. Like stop reading fucking papers because the next the the next week after you got Brody Croft crying. I don't think Alex Glenn wasn't crying, but he was getting you know he was getting a hug from his boy like Blair like Blair. He's like they played together. They played in the grand final together, but like. <sighs> What are you doing? What are you worried about? Like, are you worried about outside pressure? Like, what's going to be said on social media and Twitter and the fucking Telegraph and all these kind of things that you can't control? Or can you control that eighty minutes that you the eighty minutes that you get to play and you and you prepare for all week, and then all of us and and all of a sudden after you're like, oh, like. I'm going to cry after the game. I can understand Alex Clan. You play 250 games for the club. You're fucking captain of the, of the Brisbane Broncos. They are a ridiculous team. They're very res- highly respected. Everything that goes with that Broncos jersey, you are supposed to win. Brody Cross played eight games. I'm not sure what was going through his head. Like, I'm not, And if I was that emotional after a game, I would fucking not cry when the cameras are there. Walking Straight off the, the field, yeah. walking off the field from that emotion. What are you stand like? I don't understand it. Laurie Daly come out and said, "Are they crocodile tears?" Like, I'm not going to go that far, but like, if 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 it really meant that much to me, I wouldn't give a fuck about what the media said. It'd be it'd be a that sort of just a siege mentality. It's just us against everybody else. Everyone's hating us. Everybody's bagging us. They think we're no, we're no good. That we're, we're letting down the Broncos jersey. Let's just fucking form together, stay strong, and get that next win. Go back to the fundamentals, line speed, kick chase, third man in, all these things that you can be accountable for, get to that next step. They're not doing that. And then that's when I think, and then it comes from the top, leadership, from the CEO to the general manager, the coach, the coach should be driving this attitude every single week. It's getting worse. I don't understand it because I'll be telling these guys, get off social media if it's affecting you. If you're worried about like whoever the, the, the fucking, the Sun Herald or whatever whatever sort of media outlet is going to ham, hammer you, like you, you're going to be gone and all these sort of naysayers, all this negative shit, you can block it. Get off fucking social media, stop reading comments and just get along with playing football because that's all you fucking get paid for. You're a football player. You don't have to answer any other questions. Just play football. Like I, I can understand fully from, from Alex Glenn, he's, like he's a passionate dude. He wasn't even crying. He was just a little bit emotional. Oh, fucking other people. I was like, what are you crying for? Maybe Croft was crying because he realised he had to go into the dressing room and listen to Anthony. Oh, you, you can't, yeah. You can't cop a fucking spray from the media. Bro, toughen up. Like, it's just it's just part of the game. Like, I don't give a shit what media ever said about me because I control what I do every single day. And I go out there and I do the business on the field. All I care about is my peers, people that I play play with, and my coaches don't give a shit about anyone else. Don't care. Have that attitude. Our good friends at Ned's are starting to hate us. Really? And do you know why they're hating us? Because we keep winning? We keep winning. We or does keep the winning. producer keep Shut winning? Shut up. We're not- <laughs> I, I have got to a point now where it's being- You submitted? It's very no, I'm not ever submitting, but it's very difficult for me to say that the producer's not he's, good at this. He just keeps producing because he's producing. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy for him. Everyone's got a skill in life. Yeah. He's got one. Yeah, it's not producing. I can tell you <laughs> he's got that. A particular set of skills. Let's. <laughs> <laughs> he's Liam Neeson. Then you people need to see this guy. I wish someone had abducted him. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's ring Jared. Hang on. I uh, probably should have set this up again. I really am learning nothing from my mistakes. Where are we? Get ready, Jared. Here we come. 
No, there we go. Here he comes. I'm going to put that in and we are going to ring Jared and we are going to... Let's get amongst it. Jared, how are we, mate? Very well, guys. How are you? I'm good, Prophet. What's going on? Oh, mate, just uh, just living the dream up here. Orders <laughs> look like they're closing again. Staying here for a while. <laughs> At least you've got no Melburnians. Do you know the producer's from Melbourne? Is he? Yeah, and I wish that someone would lock that prick. We're, we're trying in a to get house. him back. We're trying to get him uh, a one-way ticket back. We're He's actually said to me <laughs> that. Uh, what I am doing week to week is borderline bullying. <laughs> um, you'd I don't be suspended from school or expelled. If we were in school, you'd be expelled. Well, I wish someone had expelled. Do you know what? He's actually going okay though, Jared, and it's 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 painful. And also, he's yeah, he's killing oh, it. He's fine. killing it, Jared. I'm with you, bro. I don't know how much longer I can put up with this. Uh, so, Jared, we had a win on the weekend. Um, we did. What, it wasn't me. What was it? We won something. What did we win? It, yeah, well, it was the yeah, good segue. It was the producer's pick last week. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember the name of the, uh, Tigray Royale, it was, going around uh, in Sydney. It was another 350 bucks into the kitty. Oh, can I also say, he called it Tiger Royale. So yeah. not only <laughs> is he a shit bloke, he can't even express what horse he's backing correctly. Is that, <laughs> hang on, that's bullying. It's, I've gone back to old habits. We're copying a fair bit of shit on social media about my tips and how the producer's better. So to everyone who's listening, if you met this bloke, mm. you would not be bad. You would not. You'd be on my side. <laughs> so anyway, what is your bet for this week? My bet. Yeah, uh, I'm going to. I'm going to stay out of the horses. You're going to stay out of. I'm or- staying out of the horses. Oh wow. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the Roosters to, to cover the line mm. into the Queensland Reds rugby union team. Oh, wow. Yeah, they're all right. Into the Broncos 1-12 to because I think they're going to come back, but I don't think they'll beat the Dogs by too much. Into mm. the Panthers head-to-head. All right, eh? So yeah. there we go. Four-leg multi, no horses because the horses are the thing that's hurting me at the moment, Jared. I've been getting all the league ones right. Yeah. We've had a few scratchings recently too, so it's probably, you know, there's a lot of wet tracks going around at the moment. It's probably a good time to stay away from them. Ian's had a fair few scratchings, I reckon. Oh, I've had a fair few wet tracks too. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Well, yeah, look, Ian, uh, I like being under the union this week. I like the look of this young Reds team as well. Surely buoyed by that uh, first win over the Waratahs and God knows how long last week as well. 15 years. Uh, Was it 15 years? Something like that. They look good. Yeah, yeah. Up, it, was, it was quite a while. It was certainly, it's certainly like at least seven or eight years, quite a while. So uh, anyway, um, we're offering $2 for them to beat the Rebels this week. I think that's pretty good value. Um, but look, the Roosters should just destroy the cows. $2 lines again this week. It's 12.5 points. Very gettable. That leg as well. Uh, <laughs> the <laughs> next leg is the one I think might be for the thrill seekers, to be honest. The Broncos are just awful. And they're just finding just finding ways to lose it. They are, right aren't they? they? Yeah. It's. Um, I, I actually think I don't think anyone could accuse the dogs of not putting in for eighty minutes every week. So I think they just lack the, uh, you know, sort of the experience and the class of most of the other teams they're playing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, I think one to twelve. That's probably the way to go. It is adding most of the value to this multi as well. Two dollars sixty there. Otherwise, the Panthers one dollar fifty favorites combined sixteen dollars twenty looks good. Mm, thank you, Jared. How much sixteen yeah. twenty? Sixteen twenty for those four legs. Oh, here we go. I've got the nice. producer covered in one bet. Yeah, well, I, I put it together without the Broncos in there too, and it's only six dollars for the first three legs. So I think you really do need to have the Broncos in there. Yep. I think that's yeah. the only uh, the only real question mark of a leg there. But uh, here's hoping. Are you saying question mark because you think the dogs will beat them, or because you think they'll well, win thirteen plus? I think, I think I, the dogs. Oh, yeah. Seriously, think the dogs could beat them. Honestly. They can. I think. I think they were good for about. I don't know, like 50, 60 minutes against um, South last week. South were. Yeah. They end up coming back, so I'm not real sure on the Broncos. And I've been going. Oh my god, they're going to be. They'll be good because they've got talent, but they're just in a real, real bad hole. Anyway, can I? What about my about multi talent. last week? One win off. That whole big thing, you know. I think I got a lot of a lot of traction on Twitter, saying we've been we followed your multi and we're spewing because of all teams that let me down, the Roosters did in the very yeah. very 
first game. Which was a cracking game. But anyway, I've got a, a decent multi for you right now. Define decent. Yeah. Um, it's pretty long. But is it like yeah. we can't – I'm only going to put $10 on this one. Really? Yep. So listen to this one. So South Sydney to win. Alex yeah. Johnson and Dane Gagai, anytime try scorers. That's yeah. two legs. Penrith, Panthers to win and Viliami Kikau to score anytime. I like that. He's scoring for time at the moment. He is, and he only had four touches last week, and he will destroy that right edge. I swear. Like he, I think they're going to be on a they're going to be on a bit of a mission this week to give him the ball because they got, even though they did win the game, he should have got the ball more. Um, then I'm going to yeah. go into Parramatta uh, for the win, and I think Mike Acevo and Jennings will score tries because I think Tex Hoy is playing on the wing. I'm just not, and I think Shibasaki is might be playing in the centres. They've got a few uh, loose sort of young kids that are playing in the centre. So, like, I'm not real sure. So, I think Sevo and Jennings will score a try because they're partners into the Roosters to win and both Morris brothers scoring, Brett Morris and Josh Morris. Haven't they just wound back the clock? They're playing as well as they ever Freaks, mate. They are absolute freaks. Is that a 10-leg multi? Is that 10 Um, legs? Yeah, well, it's four. If you break it up into those four games, it's four same-game yeah. multis of three legs each, so it's 12 legs, in fact. Oh. Oh, it's actually, sorry, it's 11 legs. The Panthers one only had two legs. It's 11 legs, this multi. Goodness and, and, and it doesn't end there. So my second bet with the $40, I'd like to go single, just for Sydney Roosters to win with yep. Brett Morris and Josh Morris to score. Okay, beautiful. All right, well... <laughs> The first one, 11 legs all combined together. Wait for this, $856.26. Oh, yes. So that's an, that's an eight-grand payday. Yeah, so it'll be $8,500 with your tenor for the kids, guys, like for the kids. Too well. I think um, it's just in case something falls over like it did last week, we can, uh, you know, maybe save yeah, a I'm not. Yeah, I'm obviously Roosters like one well. try scorer might be up, but I'm pretty sure the Roosters, they'll get the win, and Brett Morris and Josh Morris – they're going, to, they're going up against um, yeah, no, the Cowboys. I just think they've been on fine. They're playing some outstanding football, the Roosters. I was going to go Tedesco, but I think I think Teddy might get a try as well, but I didn't want to go too crazy. You've already so, gone yeah. crazy. You've literally yeah, gone crazy. Yeah, but if I went B-Moz and J-Moz and then Teddy, that's a bit crazy. Rodney Lang, who he, he was on Facebook and he was joking about Willie's multi getting knocked over in the first week. Yeah. And I said, next week he'll have a 600-leg multi yeah. to try and make up for it. And I'll tell you what, he hasn't gone far from yeah. 600 legs. And you know is- what? This, I think if, any, if everyone has a really close look at it, it's not, it's not something that's not attainable. Like, I think these teams, not can, if these teams can win, and I know these guys are gun try scorers. So, yeah. you know, it's not too bad. Now, Jared, has yeah, the pro- sorry. sorry, mate. Has the producer, has he, is he – Tapping other people for tips again with the horses, or has he actually come up with something himself this week? Well, we're, we're back to the races again, so mm. if he's... No, oh, uh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be on this mailing list, though, honestly, because whoever he's getting them from, if yeah. it's not him, is on the money pretty much every week. So. He actually said, to be he, fair, yes. he said it was him. He reckoned, He's claiming all he's the credit. Claiming. He's getting all the credit. He goes, look, guys, I, I'd love to give it to someone else, but it's me. So yeah. we need to start sliding into his DMs. Are you the profit yeah. profit? Because I'll tell you what, if you want to set a market, then get this tip out. Whatever it is, it's going okay. What is the tip, Jared? Yeah, you want to be. I think you want to be taking the early price with how well this bloke's been going recently. Okay, we are off to Rose Hill on Saturday, race six, number six. The horse is called Edison. Uh, look, having a look at his form, he's improved for all of his three races this campaign. He's a very impressive winner over 1,300 metres at Randwick last time out. Uh, this is a 1,400-metre race at Rose Hill, so not too different. Uh, he likes racing on the rain-affected track. He's drawn well, but perhaps most importantly, he's going around in that $6 bracket that the producer is absolutely eating up every week. So, oh, I mean, why not again? Why not again? Get on it, people. And on, on the weekend, Jared, I was down in Bungendore visiting some friends, yeah. and the Bungendore Tigers look like they might be our first club that's, uh, that's keen to get involved because they missed out on a sports grant. So um, they are probably going to be they're our praying first praying for my club. multi. So they're, the Bungendore <laughs> Tigers the at this stage, <laughs> they look as if they might be uh, reaping the rewards of William's 756-leg multi. Yeah. Oh, you're welcome, <laughs> Bungendore. Bung- that's, uh, that's very good. <laughs> <laughs> we 
got twenty four hundred dollars in the kitty now, so oh, it's starting good. to look all right. That's and then all right. Will's enormous freight train gets yeah. over the line. As long as on, one uh, gets over, it. we'll be flying. Yeah. I'd- I've genuinely <laughs> forgotten already what he said. I can't follow it. So, all right, mate. Well, thank I've you. Got them written down. You've got. I hope you have, <laughs> mate. Thank you once again. It's. Uh, I'm sorry we had to drag you out of the shops today, but uh, what'd you buy? Anything exciting? Toilet paper. Oh, <laughs> You're not the fucking shop. toilet paper stocker, are you? To- the bottle yeah. shop. What are you drinking, yeah, Jack? The bottle shop. Yeah. What yeah. are you drinking? Um, I'm just knocking back uh, some Heinekens at the moment. Actually, nice. We're on no. the Stone and Woods. Very good. Yeah, yeah, no, the stone ones go well, don't they? Yeah, nice. very good. All right, mate. Well, you look after yourself, and uh, we will see you. We'll speak to you next week. We won't see you because we're about to get locked down again. I think so. We'll see you soon, yeah. though. All right, soon. All right, All right, thanks, guys. Have a good weekend. Cheers. See you, mate. Right. Well, yeah. I'm going to uh, say it uh, this uh, week yeah. because I was going to say it's, it's like the first person to say it. Uh, gamble responsibly. You didn't. I'm saying it. Gamble responsibly. <laughs> The NRL rolls on this weekend with, again, some pretty good games that I'm looking forward to watching, and there's a couple that I will probably be busy for. But, <laughs> uh, Thursday night sees the North Queensland Cowboys up against the Roosters. The Roosters came off a pretty – first of all, let me Ruined say – my multi. Well, so, okay. it ruined your multi, yeah. and, and apparently – we said that it wasn't going to be a good game. I really? Don't, I don't know. I don't. Well, apparently, because we I, I think we just. I think we. We don't fact People, check. We don't fact check. I don't listen to the show either because no, it's neither. terrible. But uh, anyway, they reckon we said it was a bad game. It was a good game. It's fucking great game. Yeah. It's brutal. I, I don't know. I can't see any of the teams beating those two. But Cowboys. Well, they're shit. Forty-two to four. That was terrible. It was smoked, man. Like Para, are the, as, is Para the real deal? Oh, we'll talk about them later. Anyway, we'll talk about just, para- cows I mean, aren't the real. I mean, deal. the cows. I mean, I, I love the cows, but they're just missing some some middle blokes. You can't rely on Tom Lolo so much. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, what 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 can he do? What else can he do? He does like 20, 25 to thirty touches of the ball, twenty five hit ups. He's like, he's just a beast. And I'm just like, and then you put, what do you do? Super coach. You put your number one boy, Valentine Holmes, who signed on that fullback money. I don't give a shit about the money he's making, but he's your he's he's your franchise player. Let's just put him back on the wing. Yeah, what are you doing? It well, do I you mean, think he's going to make more of an impact on the wing? Oh, look, I think Valentine Holmes in a good side Sorry, is an need, excellent yeah, winger. Exactly, exactly, but he's not in hey, a good side. There's there's the key thing that you just said. He's not in a good side. He's not sitting outside Greg Inglis or anything That's like right. that in Origin yeah. or Australia. All he did was to f- finish the tries and put the ball down. He scored five tries in, in a test and everything like that. He's a, he's a gun winger. I get it. But he knows side. he's in a, in a very good side. You're talking elite sides, mm. Queensland and Australia. You know what I mean? Like, and Cronulla. Cronulla the won Cowboys. The, Cronulla won the comp and he was a gun. He was a young 21, 20, 21-year-old. It's a different beast up there. Mm. He doesn't have good centers with him. So why wouldn't you just put him at fullback and just let him play? I agree. He had a couple of injuries and he's probably a couple of weeks back of where he should be. Got to let him play. He's not going to get those meters and kilometers in his legs unless he's playing fullback. What are you doing? It's probably not the best way to endear him. Like the coach isn't endearing himself to Valentine Holmes. He gave up an NFL career to come back and play fullback Full and back. now he's on the pick and swing. I don't, yeah, it's fullback. Interesting. Uh, all right, next game. This is a good game. I'll tell you why it's a good game. Because it's two teams that having a crack. Having a crack. Yeah. And I like it. you know, regardless of where they're going to finish or where, you know, these are two teams that genuinely try mm. for 80 minutes every week. Yeah, it'll be pretty equal. I mean, sometimes when, you know, when the Roosters or a really top team like a Parramatta, they play, you can see the difference. There's a big difference in those top four teams and then the bottom four teams. Um and this is a pretty even an even match. You know the Titans play with a lot of spirit, and they 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 play hard, and so do the Warriors. So, yeah, you know, every time we we speak about both these teams, we might bag them, but it's because they're playing against a better opposition. Yeah, that's right, and that's it. I mean, so when they're coming up against each other now, I mean the Titans were were disappointed last week, disappointing last week, and you know so were the Warriors. So 
No, no, the Warriors weren't. Sorry, my bad. Well, the they Warriors, the Broncos. So the yeah, but they were still the disappointed. They should have beat the Warriors. The yeah, Broncos the Titans, but the, the Warriors are on a high. I mean, like beating the Broncos. I'm not, you know, it's it's a massive thing for the Warriors because they rarely do beat the Broncos. So big shout out to Aaron, the biggest Titans fan in the world too. We'll come to our tips later, but yeah. I don't like your chances. Sorry, Souths, Warriors man. Souths <laughs> uh, are playing against the Tigers. The Tigers have under Maguire. They have turned themselves into tough. a tough team. And, you know, that's what they need to do. They need to be tough. I, I think they were good against the Panthers in that they probably never looked like winning the game, but they never looked they're like getting flogged. You know, yeah. they always looked like they were in it the whole time. Competitive. That's that's the thing. And I think they're just a couple of uh, super, like maybe one or two superstars away from being a top four, you know, contender. But, um, you know. Top eight? Pet, yeah. I mean, I, I think top four. Like they've got a really, you know, good pan- – if they can – Really good pack. If they can keep Harry Grant, God damn, he's a good player. No way Melbourne are letting him go. But what do you do with Brandon Smith? He's not a front row. He's an animal. Yeah. He's a hooker as well. Yeah. Like, what do you do? Like, it's a, you know, you can't keep three. I think Cam's going to play on next year. That's the that's the scary thing. Do you reckon he's he will? He's still killing it. He's playing well. What about him playing halfback? I know, but he can get through games so well. He controls everything. But I think, I don't know. It'd be hard. It's a hard one because the Rabbits played some good football, but they have never they haven't beat a top four team this year, have they? Well, they don't have to worry about that this week. Yeah, well, Sharks are playing against the Panthers. The Shark. I'll tell you what. The Sharks. Everyone wrote them off as soon as Sean Johnson started playing some good football. The Sharks were good. I mean, any team with Sean Johnson in it, common denominator. When yeah. he has a crack, they win. Hundred percent. He's a freakish talent. I mean, I, sometimes I get and a lot of. Uh, experts on the game like commentators and that they just get disheartened when he doesn't play to his full potential because we know what he's we what know he's what he of. can do because he's shown us glimpses of freaky shit and that's what i i'm like god damn i wish he had just like be be consistent and he'd be one of the he he, he could have gone down as like one of the greatest players because his talent like means it it, it equals that yeah, you know, I played All-Stars with him. I played against him in tests. I'm like, damn, this kid is so freakish. You know what I mean? So, he broke that Tanner Boyd's ankles too going off his left foot. It was amazing. You know, he's, he's a freakish talent. Sharks are, I mean. For feeder off the bench has been good for him. I mean, you can only manage his mm. minutes now because obviously he's yeah, busted, but yeah. he's been good for them. Yeah, he has. Uh, Bron- so what do you think of the Panthers? I like them. What do you I like actually do it? like them. I like Fisher Harris. I think they're Ford Pack with Yo and Fisher Harris, yeah. and they've just got. And you're always big on benches. Yeah, I like their bench. I mean, bench they they, they signed Zane Tedavano, who was a, a, he's a, a he's double a starting Kiwi prop. That's right, and he's come from the Roosters, and he was signed as a starting prop. Yep, and he can't make the side. I and think that shows how good they're yeah, going. He can't make the starting side. It's it's ridiculous. The impact that he's having in that team is is unbelievable. Because I know what Z's about. I played with him for three years in, in Newcastle, and he's a hard working dude, man. And then you got like Moses Leota. They come on and they beat the shit out of you. They do. Like you've just got Fisher Harris, and then you've got like, like so a James Tamau, who's like he's playing some unreal football. But James Tamau, he used to run the ball. He used to turn his shoulders in just slightly, and it used to make him not find his front. He used to sort of. People would sort of manage him, and the rest and the wrestling was such a big component with Jimmy because you try and just manage him instead of trying to hit him. Now he's running really direct and yeah. making big inroads through the middle. He's getting and he's playing like a leader. And then you got Viliama Kikau and Liam Martin, who does a lot of dirty work. He's tough, a lot of dirty work. And then Isaiah Yo's very underrated. I mean, I'm not sure about Billy Burns, Tyron May. I don't think he should be in the side. But, He's only in there this week. Yeah, I don't like Tedovano and Leota, they come on and they destroy teams. Yep. You know, and then I look, I'm looking at the bench now. I think uh, Hamlin Ueli, he's, he's been playing outstanding. He's good. And Toby Rudolph's been playing pretty good. You know, it's it's, it's such a 17-man game, people don't really understand. Yeah. You know, we just look at the starting 13. No, you need at least three bench players that are outstanding. Then you've got that other guy who's a who's a utility. So, you know, I think I think Penrith's got it. I think they've got a really good balance. They're, they're the playing real some deal. outstanding football as yeah. well. I can't take that away from him. I mean, what was going on with his head last week? What was that? Some sort of infection? Yeah, he looked like sloth out of the gurney. Yeah, he looked weirdo. Eh? Uh, he's playing for really good football. I'm not is. sure. It was a TikTok dancing. Saved him. Yes. The Broncos, the world's most talked about football team, are up against the Willie Mason Club, mm. the Bulldogs. One of them. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, the main one. Yeah, I'm not sure about this game. The Broncos were poor. Bulldogs were poor, but they had a really, you know, the efforts there with the Bulldogs. That's all like all my mates that are Bulldog supporters. Oh, they really tried. I don't give a fuck if they try hard. Can you just win? Well, they can't with that side. They can't. They can't. I mean, like Adam Elliott, young kids. Too. Adam Elliott's been injured, and he's been their best player. They just they just seem to be on the wrong page. Uh, Brandon Wakeham's got a really good passing game, good kicking game, but Marshall King's a very big key to that team. And I, and I think last year he showed, he showed glimpses of what he could do. He split the Roosters in half a couple of times at Sydney Sydney Cricket Ground. Yep. I, I remember watching like you don't do that to the Roosters, especially through the middle. They're very they're very defensive orientated. He did it twice, and I'm like, what? I was waiting for him to really explode this year because he had a full preseason at nine because last year he wasn't because he was playing in the halves and he was playing everywhere so he didn't really know where he was and then he was getting chucked at nine and then the back end of the year he was starting nine he's coming off the bench he fucked around a hell hell of a lot i thought this year him starting nine it would be the biggest key and like he's just been a little bit down on his football and he's not running at the right times but i think that's that happens when your forwards are getting dominated yeah do you know what I mean? You can't you can't rely even when Damian Cook Damian Cook's the best ball the dummy half front Damian Cook is the best dummy half runner of all time I reckon already mm. and you slow down to Toll and Burgess there's no go, there's no there's no Damian Cook. Well, it'll be interesting to see in terms of go forward how this new Pommy bloke goes. He's been in he's isolation. An Luke Thompson's an yeah. animal. He is. Like, he's not uh, big. He's just strong. He's just a fucking big boy and he's a tough guy and he's only young. Don't judge him on his performances this year. Well, he's, I, mean, I just, just don't think they're plane, just not yeah, really going to win that many games and he's going to get out there and he hasn't played that many games this year. He's a little bit underdone, but he's fit as hell. And he, he might, he'll bring something. Yeah, he'll bring something. I'm, I'm spewing the Adam Elliott's out because Adam Elliott's been playing some really good football, but he needs some help. You know, he can't be that ball player. He doesn't have that skill level like uh, Victor Radley because Victor will pass and so will Cameron Murray and so will Jake. Adam Elliott wants to run. He wants to run, run, run. He's out so for the he, season too. Yeah, I'm Adam not sure Elliott. how He's a big long. Loss. You yeah. know, but he wants to run. So he needs he needs a forward in their forward pack that passes the ball, that can have a little bit of footwork at the line, pass pre-line, Adam Elliott hitting those holes, maybe a late offload. Like he's got those sort of skills where he was growing a little bit of a combination with Dylan Napper. I mean, Tolman doesn't really pass the ball. It's very pedestrian, like out the back. You can see it happening. Like a lot of their plays, if I was a defender, you see it happening, hmm. and that's why they don't they don't engage any of the middles because all the middles do is come up and they slide, and then that's why they end up getting ragdolled out the sideline because there's no real threat in the middle, hmm. and I hope hopefully Luke Thompson brings that, and I hope Adam Elliott gets better soon. I do, mate. He's a really good kid, Adam Elliott, and he's been playing his balls off so. Pulled his hammy carrying that massive slugger he's around, I think. Yeah, he has a fair slug. That's impressive. Uh, Canberra are playing against the Melbourne Storm, which last Game year would have been. No, because Canberra stink. So it would have been last year. Oh, mate, look, I think the Storm will be very tired after what happened last week. And I think um, I think Canberra, but, to be honest, they've got no look, they don't have forwards left. What day are they playing? Uh be Saturday. It's a fair rest. Thursday yeah, to Saturday. Yeah, it is. It's well, a I massive mean, rest, so there's no excuse about being tight. But solid. Trust no me, Soliola. Would be. No Horsebra. Horsebra. Yeah, no, I love Horsebra. No oh, Emre I love, I love I Shout love out too. to Horsebra as well. But I mean, I, I meant to mention him last week, but like I could see that emotion on his face. That was pure hatred towards Madison because he knew that he was in a – he was in a he was in a position where you know just you sort of had that sort of gentleman's agreement. Don't twist me. Don't twist. Yeah. Don't well, don't goes. twist me. And and I don't think Madison meant to injure him like that because he just thought he was just sort of like you know just trying to get him on his back. He didn't realize his foot was caught, and that's the reason why Horsburgh lost his shit. I think he's done a Liz Frank, which I think I'm pretty sure he has. I've yeah, done yeah. a Liz Frank before, and it's fucking awful. It's a terrible, terrible. Terrible injury, it, like it took me eighteen months, nineteen months to even get back to what I was playing. You know, so 
just be careful with it. But like like that that emotion that he showed was just like you know when you're younger, it's like your older brother, like my older brother used to piss me off because I couldn't beat him in a fight. You just go, you just tear up. Because you can't do anything about so it. So emotional. He's so emotional. You start losing your shit. And I, and I looked at him like, damn, I, I'm going to reach out to him. I'm trying, I'm trying to get his number just to see see how he's going and just mentally. Because he's, he's a really good player. He's a tough, he's a tough motherfucker. So. With his Liz Frank. I did Liz yeah. Frank in second year uni. Uh, Knights are playing against the Eels. Damn. And this game is probably the game of the round for mine. Yeah, the Knights, yeah, it is. The Knights are going... Very well, considering that they've had a few injuries. What do you think of the Knights? What do you think of how they're playing? I thought they toughed it out last week, which they needed to do because, as I said, I think they turned it up the week before against the Cowboys. The Cowboys, anyone the Cowboys beats, there's a reason that they've lost. It's not because the Cowboys are playing better because the Cowboys aren't playing well. It's that they've got behind. Cowboys had a tactic, but they kicked it away from Ponga all the time. Yeah, he's he's actually been quiet this year. Because um, I think Ponga in the first, I just say his first four or five games, it was killing it. Yeah, because he was roaming. I think Gus he's getting he's getting caught. Yes, down no, that but edge. he keeps getting caught on he's that on the right, right hand side, side because I think Kurt Mann has been stuck on that left where PC just say they get to the middle, and you see a split. Seven will split on the left or the right, and usually PC is on the left, and he'll go with Kurt Mann, and they leave the lock. And Ponga on the right side, and I'm like, that's bad. And this mm. is all in good ball because they get out of they get out of the yardage quite easy. And I was sort of like looking at their game, like they don't look dangerous. They don't look like they they're going to score. They really toughed it out, and, they, and it's a great it's a great sign because you can fix your attack, but it's hard to fix defense and your attitude in defense. They're tough, in and defense. they are tough. They're very yeah. very tough. They've got a tough forward pack. And I'm like, why? Like if I was a left side back row, like Lachlan Fitzgibbon, I'm like, damn, I'd be in heaven. If Kalen Ponga was on that left side attacking, mm. why can't you just leave, you know, leave man on that right side? They scored a heap of tries off Ponga and, and like Fitzgibbon too last because year. Because if you're if you're a right side defender trying to defend Ponga when he's attacking on on the left, like you're worried about his left foot, you're worried about if he skips over and then plays short to the back row. Like I'm not sure if him. Him and Fitzgibbon are on the same page. Is that or, coaching though? Is, is, yeah, is he is. telling him to stay on the right hand side? I just, yeah, by the looks of it, in in good ball, I was just watching. So why the fuck is Ponga on the right side? Yeah. They're not even going to him. It's not his favorite. Like side. it's not his favorite side because you can read it as, as a defender. You're like, he's going to go overs. He's going to go overs. You know, do you know what I mean? Like yeah, he's yeah. done some really good things on that right side, but it was with different. Like he, it was really good, clear ball. But when, he was when ripping Ponga, sides apart. When Ponga can get the ball with about four or five meters to move, he he does whatever he wants. He's yeah. got that much talent. He can step off both feet, but it's mainly his left. So if you're on the left side of the field, like you need to give him the ball. Like I'm not sure why he's not sweeping around the back. Like Lachlan Fitzgibbon isn't hitting outside Pierce, or or Pierce doesn't have another front row like Clemmer or Saifidi, and then you've got that double shape with. Saifidi and Fitzgibbon and then Ponga around the back. Like like Piercy's so smart, he could hit one of those one of those big boys and then just keep going. Ponga can keep going around the right side. Do you know what I mean? Around the same the same side, the blind side, with with about 30 meters. Like it's just some things I'm like, why, why is he on the right side with nowhere near the ball? He is your main key, key player in that whole team. And I like like Piercy is getting left to do all the kicking as well. The amount of kick pressure that kid is under is ridiculous because Kurtman can't kick. Yeah, and then Ponga's not, and Ponga's kicks aren't as good as Piercy. So if you're and I know exactly how defenses defenses work, they'll be like, go make sure that our last effort is all on Piercy because we know he's the only person that can kick it, especially out of yardage. Mm. And I think they're just playing. I think I think they're just going really, I don't know, like quite predictable when I watch them. And because they're so talented. It's very, it's very, it's very pedestrian, and I think the great Gus Gould call it inept. Do you know, like he and he can he can analyze games like the best of them. And I've seen the same thing. I'm like, just doesn't. They're not, they're not testing any any sort of like edge or anything. The the, the middle forwards like like Clemmer and Saifidi, and even uh, uh, is it who's the, who's the lock? Sa Sa Sorry, they're the similar sort of players. They're very big boys. They they go into the middle and they hit. They run hard. They hit hard. But you need your lock to have a point of difference. SAS, he doesn't tip on. He doesn't pass the ball. He doesn't do any tips out the back like a Jaboyevich, like a Cameron Murray, like a Victor Radley. He's just like a third-pronged front rower. And then the only team that sort of does that 
is a Jai Arrow and Tal Malolo, where they where they can they can do all those hard runs and with with a tip on. So it's it's a it's a balance with them. I'm not sure if Guerrero can slide into lock and and be that sort of ball player, but he's more of a worker. So I think they've got a little little bit to work on up there if they want to be a top four team. Well, the side that they beat last week, Manly, uh, they're playing against the Dragons. The Dragons have been a much improved side over the last little while. Yeah. And I'm glad that they are because they were wearing a fair bit of shit at the start yeah. of the year. And, and, and they weren't playing that bad, but they've come together as a group. Um, I think that... Dufty is a king. Yeah, he is. And Manly, I tell you what, there is not a tougher side. Every week they have injuries, they get blokes out, they get blokes suspended. And yeah, there's they people, they just keep turning up. I, I really like... That manly side, they they surprised me last year. They just kept going on and on, and this year it's the same sort of thing. So I think they're probably up against it against St George. They have got uh, Tarek Sims back oh, this man, week. They still got a good, like. It's a good game. Finally, starting was Ben Hunt at nine. Cameron McInnes is at lock. Tarek Sims, Rizal, Paul Vaughan, and Blake Laurie. That's your for, that's your forward pack. Like that's a solid forward pack. Mm. Man, there's a representative players all through that. I'm not sure what I, – I don't know. I'm still not sold on St. George. I know they're, they're really competing like every week. You know, you got Trent Merrin, Josh Kerr, Fui Maono, Jack Ford. You know, I'm, I'm not sure. It's, it's going to be hard. But that, Tarek Sims is a, big, is a big game for him. But I think Man, Manly's been good, man. Curtis, Curtis Sirenen. He's like, playing well. If, if you're naming a team, you know, like you just say your origin team or a test team – I'm picking Boyd Corner on that left edge, and it's a it's a coin flip with Frizzell and Curtis Sirenen. He's bashing people, mm. and he's hitting holes. He's got an offload, you know. And Frizzell's been, I think, he's been a little bit subpar to what he's usually doing. You know, I'm not sure where his head's at. Maybe thinking about next year or any something like that. But it's just, I think, might, might be might be just the way St George is playing. He's not really getting that clean ball. He needs to get early ball because he does a lot of damage. He's a guy's a freak. All right, well, let's go through our tips then. So, Cowboys, Roosters. Roosters. Titans, Warriors. Oh, fuck. Titans. Yes, Aaron. Uh, <laughs> South Tigers. Rabbits. Sharks, Panthers. Panthers. Broncos, Bulldogs. 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 Yep. Canberra, Storm. Storm. Knights, Eels. Big loss, Edric Lee. It's gonna it's gonna really ruin that that back line. And Mike Acevo, Jennings on that left edge, it's gonna be real dangerous. So I think I'm gonna go the Eels. And St. George versus Manly. Damn. No Fanul Blake. Mm-hmm. No Trebojevic, no Dylan Walker. I'm going I'm going St. George. Yep, right. Alright, so I am going Don't copy off me. Roosters, Warriors. Suck on that one. Uh, Souths, Panthers, Broncos. That's two different. Storm, mm. Eels, and yeah. Manly. Ah. Three different. Right, eh? So I don't copy you because you don't know what you're talking about. So what I am going to do is I am going – well, I'm not going to, but someone will – put up our tips on the social media mm. so that they can see that, once again, I am the dominant partner in this relationship. <laughs> and I think I'm winning. Keep oh, – oh, fact check. <laughs> don't, I don't fact check. I just think I'm winning. Keep an eye out. <laughs> We've hit another country, Will. We are now the – 200th most popular sports show in Ireland, to be sure, to be sure. Well, it's official. We are worldwide. We're worldwide. Yeah. We're worldwide. Yeah, I tell Ireland. you, Ireland's probably not. I'm going to Romania before I go to Ireland on our world tour. Yeah. Ireland's crazy, man. You been there before? I'm Irish. What do you mean? <laughs> got a passport. So I'm 32% Irish. I did that Iberian. 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 I'm 12% Iberian, people. Anyone My who does. great, great grandfather must have stalked his way down to Spain. Honestly, why are we not rat- why are we not in Iberia then? <laughs> That's next. If, if we don't grow in Spain soon, man, hey. It's someone's got COVID in here. Oh. Uh, now everyone who has been rating and reviewing us, thank you very much. And also to people that are 
engaging with us on social media, it's Facebook page or Instagram page or whatever. We genuinely do look at it and we, we'd love to um, hear your thoughts and, and we really appreciate all the support we're getting. Um, the Bungendore Tigers look as if they're about to be the first club that's going to put in for the group, yeah. uh, the Can money. You send your videos in, guys, you know, because obviously we will win this year. We'll win, a bit of, we'll win a fair bit of money. So, you know, we want to buy you all your training gear, boots, anything, water bottles, whatever, whatever we can. You know, Body Science is a very good friend of ours, and they'll give you whatever you want, compressions and everything like that. So, it's uh, it's a good cause, you know. That's why Ned's been jumping on board because you know it's, it's going to go out to a good, a good, great club. And so, rate us, review us, get us on social yeah. media. We're on Twitter. Instagram. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Take Facebook. Take Willie Mason, and then on Twitter. Get on board. Mason's, is it Mason's? Yeah, Mason's, Mason's Take. <laughs> Mason's Take. All, all avenues, uh, Spotify, iTunes, Apple, everything. Like We're that. everywhere. And if you're in Ireland, thanks very much for listening. And uh, To be sure. And also, Romania, keep going. <laughs> thanks, guys. I'll be following Willie more and more. Back in the NRL is Willie Mason. I've forgotten how big Willie actually is. Perhaps the presence of Willie... The Panthers looking at his imposing frame. I'm a 25-minute man. Wow. Oh, you got skill, son. Uppercut right hand by Big Willie. Too fancy for you. You've been listening to The Take with Willie Mason and co-host Ian Byrne. Produced by Craig Trewick, recorded and engineered by Zig Parker of Green Room Sydney, and presented by the Handshake Media Network. <laughs>